following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a wonderful off-season edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game. Here from the SWBC studios, our favorite chip and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. Welcome in, everybody. Glad you're with us here from the star in Frisco. As always, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeomans, back from the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Got mm. to call in last week. I sat there in the stands and listened to you guys talk about wrestling you for like, like that? 15 minutes. <sighs> I'd say minus, minus 12. Minus, more like, okay, 10 minutes. It was a long time. We missed. We definitely there missed were, Rob P. And were, me. Both of you guys were gone. Damn it. The hell. Wish I'd been there for that. Yeah, we, we talked about you. Oh, I didn't realize you weren't here either. No, I was out the show. We talked about how Rob P needed to be a part of that Mm. conversation. You just weren't here. Oh, that's right. You were out. I forgot about that. 60 days till WrestleMania. Did you get your tickets? Get your credentials? You're going to be courtside or ringside? I got to send some text messages out to get me some. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we need to to hook those up. I'm not not Show up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, Let's just all show up, holding hands, walking in. Be great. Can't wait. You had yeah. a busy week, huh? Yeah, it was a good senior week. Bowl stuff. Yeah, yeah, senior bowl was great. Whoa. Got back on, on yeah. Friday. Mm. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, senior bowl. Got to go. Mm. Uh we, we had the we got stuck in Mobile. We had like four flight changes wow. because of the ice here. Hope everybody stayed safe here in Texas. But then when we ultimately looked at it all, we decided to drive to New Orleans to have more shots to try and get back. More shots. More, uh, yeah, that's fair. Okay, uh, fair, I mean, that's fair. also there, too. Uh, but, yeah, so we, w- we were down in New Orleans to try and have o- multiple opportunities ah, ah. to fly back, and ultimately it took us our second chance. We, we had we had one flight canceled in New Orleans. And yeah. then Whose idea was that? Was that David Hellman's idea <clears throat> no, to drive actually, to New Orleans? It was actually my idea, but everybody, oh. of course, was for it. Because ah, he's never yeah. been in New Orleans. I had never been before that. I'm that was sorry. my first New Orleans trip. No. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, no, Beamer and I have made that drive. From Mobile to New Orleans? Yes, we have. No. From here to Mobile, stop in New Orleans for the night. Hey. Yeah. Mm, for the yeah. entire night. <laughs> Meet Chris yeah. and Mickey Spagnola. Yes. So oh, what a party wow. that would be. Yeah. I need a hidden camera for that's that That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, a couple basketball games. Okay, that's not, all. Huh? Nothing crazy well, wait, this weekend. Wow. Right? Well, uh, you're missing one. That I mean, missing once, one? We get, once we get to news and notes, I'll, news and no- I'll okay. refresh your Let's do that. Let's yeah. do that. Let's get, let's get into news and notes. What you got going on this week, Rob? Somebody's getting married. (laughs) Congrats, Hecma. It's awesome. Been there, done that, huh? Oh, wait. Been there, done that. You've got a ring. You've got a ring. You've got a ring. It's me. Kyle Yeomans. Yes. Boom. That just happened. How about that? Congratulations, man. Thanks, man. That's freaking awesome. I'm glad she finally proposed. Yeah, right. Glad she finally did it. She's the breadwinner. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was so much fun and yeah, it was it was a blast. She's happy. <laughs> it's like she's still on cloud nine. She texted me this morning and she was like, I still can't believe it. What? She's at work right now That's and she's dope. just. I'm sure she's probably just that thing at her was hand. fat. Thank you. And I'm talking about F-A-T. <laughs> P-H-A-T. For those that don't know how to spell that fat, that's pretty high and tempting. That thing is serious. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're talking about the ring. The ring. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, yep. what, what was the? It was a, oh, uh, what's a, what's a <laughs> How many carrots? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. It, it's carrots. not about the carrots, I'm but, but what was shape that. was it? Though? It was an oval. Oval. It was an oval. I want, I want to make sure I got that correct. That thing was yeah. nice. Was that, awesome. that had all the vegetables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I want to applaud you on the timing mm-hmm. because you said she was surprised. You didn't do it on New Year's Eve, and you mm-hmm. didn't do it on Valentine's Day. Mm. You did it right in between where she didn't see it coming. I right. like it. As soon as you got back from the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I Bam. had two days to you, prep. You didn't even unpack. No, I didn't. Not so until the night of. I mean, we want to know. You want to hear about did? how it yes. happens? Okay. We, oh, we have an entire hour. We're not 45 minutes oh, right now. Come on. That is true. We yeah. do have a full 60 well, minutes. On. We will talk football, I promise. But yeah, this is fun. So It's the size of a football. It, stop. <laughs> no, it's the <laughs> money, man. Like oval. It was oval, right? So ultimately, the, the whole idea was... Uh, when when I was told I was going to the Senior Bowl, she was a little little sad. She mm. was like, "Oh, I don't like it whenever you're away." And I was like, "You know Aww. what? I'll make it up to you. Let's do let's do a date night. We do it every like all throughout football season. Yeah. We have these date nights so that way when things get busy, I can still yes. kind of go with her." Wow. And so, <laughs> oh, my wife's not listening. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs. Uh, so well, I planned a date night. And I said, "Hey, I got us reservations, but the only time I could do it was at six o'clock on Sunday afternoon." Okay. So, and she worked until five. Got you. Which is, and her work is like forty-five minutes away. She works at a wedding venue, a great, great wedding venue up north. Yeah, I know that place. Yeah, isn't that great? Convenient. Um, so. I went and picked her up, and like I told her it was like a, a nice place that was good for pictures, so we both kind of dressed up. We're nice and dressed to the tees, and uh, I drove back down to downtown Dallas, and we went to the Arts District. Beautiful spot over there, lots of buildings, lights. We're at the Performing Arts Center mm. where we've gone multiple occasions to see concerts and plays and stuff mm. in, the, in the past, and so... Went down there. There was like a – it's like a patio, balcony okay. sort of deal that overlooks – like a, a business district with all these windows and buildings and different yeah. stuff downtown. And I had a setup there that had these light up letters and mm. uh, candles. I had pictures oh, of us and up. stuff. I had it. Yeah, you want to see it? Oh, what the fuck? I'm sorry, Nikki. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. You're just kicking my ass right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, oh that's what it looked like. God. Yeah, that's what it looked like. I'll show oh, it on the camera here in a crazy. second. Yeah, that's what it looked like <laughs> whenever we got down there. It was it was very good. Here you go, Chris. I'll show oh it on the camera. God. So that was the... I'm sorry, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Y'all setup. definitely don't want to hear my story. It's so bad. Yeah, this uh, yeah. Put yeah. us all to damn shame is what you're guys. doing. No. I'm sorry. I have to make it up. No. I don't <laughs> 10-year anniversary. I got some making up to do. <laughs> oh, man. That, no, that is very creative. So you got that idea off Pinterest. No, I didn't. That's actually. what it looks like. It, it looks does. like a Pinterest board. Nice. And, and I take that as a compliment. No, yes. 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 Pinterest is great so for a lot of those things. Did you have to go buy the letters? I ordered them off of Amazon. Yeah. Amazon got it there. Prime shipping. It's funny. She actually put the box from my front, like with the letters in it, she it was supposed to arrive a day later. It arrived a day early, oh. and she took the box from my front step and put it in my apartment. Wow. And thank God she didn't open it she's up. She's not nosy. She That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, she's not at Yet. all. Yet. Yet. You're, the, you're the, the engagement goat. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> So we had we had a, a photographer videographer waiting for us down there. We walked up and just conveniently we're she, just placed there, huh? Just, yeah, yeah, oh. they were just there. Connor uh, down the hall actually was the one that videoed the whole That's thing. He's awesome. got a great video Good that he's job, working Kyle. on right now. Um, and then afterwards, dig me a hole, buddy. <laughs> sorry, 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 I'm just. Oh, hey, I'm gonna throw the dirt on myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. Throw the dirt on myself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but afterwards, we met met a bunch of friends and family out at the at a patio downtown. It was still kind of a smaller group, That's but cool, it was. Man. 
was, it was thanks for the invite. Yeah, well, sorry, thanks, guys. Kyle. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. I could at least miss security was, or something. It was mostly family and, yeah. and long time <laughs> and high school friends. Yeah, Connor was there. I mean, Connor was there. Connor what was definitely we, there. Yeah. yeah. And so have it your favorite show there, but yeah, yeah. And so it was a blast, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry, the wedding invite will be there. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was so, gonna see, the wedding. Wedding. tell us, how don't even do it, don't even do it. Um, so <laughs> I, I just want to tell you the creativity that you displayed right there right? is, is, oh no, he's on another level right now. I think it's the fumes, <laughs> it's it affecting be. him. There is like a smell of <laughs> fuming in here, and I don't know what it it's is. Pungent. It's pungent, it's, it's, it's killing him. Right is this word. is going to be a fun 51 I, I, minutes. Man, that is dude, awesome. that cre- creativity is off the charts. I, I literally drove up jamming Happy Feelings let's, by Frankie Beverly and, and, and asked not, my wife to marry me. Can we not go down this road? Let's not keep going. Let's not football, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy right yeah. here goes full on Pinterest board. So, what is going on? So, Give us so, more news. So the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl happened Pro Bowl. in 4135. The AFC won. Uh, CD Lamb had four catches for 41. They got eighty thousand dollars, right? Eighty thousand. <laughs> yeah, he got forty because he lost. got forty because he lost. Yeah, okay, good talk, guys. Oh. <laughs> Hell of a game. A lot of tackling. You, you watched know? the two? Yeah, yeah. 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 I watched, I watched the whole lie. thing actually. Ooh. That's a lie. No tackling. There. <laughs> Love yeah. that two hand touch. Yeah, <laughs> just tap off. Well, Kyle, great job, man. Congratulations, Congrats, Thanks, guys. Man. Congrats, man. You'll, yeah. be, you'll be in the, in the nosy club here soon. That's okay. I'm I'm ready. She's super happy, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's the last that Amazon package that will ever come that won't be opened. Everything your name on it. Or not. It's done. Yeah, you're yeah. right. But it, it'll be a blast. And of course, when the wedding comes around, we'll live stream and I'm sure we'll have a podcast that day. So <laughs> have you guys set up in the reception while we're eating? It'll just be you guys up on the stage podcasting. That's awesome. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be a lot of fun. But Yo, special yeah. thanks to everybody. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. S- special thanks to everybody who sent the, the well wishes and the, dope, the, the, the congratulations. No, we got all the, the marriage all. advice coming. So Yeah, yes. it's happening. So. It's coming down that way. Yeah. All, right. all right. Let's talk about this news and notes. Let's get to some Cowboys talk. We've spent 10 minutes on it, so that's enough. Yeah, I just texted my wife to start at 10 minutes in because uh, we had some technical difficulties. That's a good idea. All right, uh, I covered the Pro Bowl. That's that's we, we enough about the Pro Bowl. Um, that impressive, that's huh? Also yeah, true. I mean, my mentions, fans not happy with the format there. I feel like it's Groundhog Day every year. We say the same thing. As long as they play it, I think that's the way it's going to be. And I don't. I got crap for this. I don't blame players for not wanting to tackle each other. Now it's an extra game where you're beat up during the season. It's a month before free agency. Guys are trying to protect themselves, protect each other. I got no problem with it at all. They mm. want to make it a skills competition, fine, but if they're going to play the game that way. Let's have a dodgeball game. Just full-on dodgeball. Dodgeball they was did that. that. They actually I know they had a portion yeah. of it, but I'm saying they might as well just turn the whole Pro Bowl into a dodgeball game. But, I mean, if we're being honest, you look across the major sports, NHL, MLB, what's the most fun part, NBA? It's the slam dunk contest. Skills. For the MLB, it's the home run derby. Yep. For the hockey, it's the skills competition. True. The most entertaining part of an all-star weekend is the skills stuff that they make For sure. overly entertaining. For sure. It's not necessarily the game because at the same time, maybe mm. baseball is the only one where you can really play Watch, it. Yeah. Uh, basketball, even, it's not a real game. It's always 150 to 170 to yeah, it, whatever. It just recently started. Yeah, getting something. better yeah. with right? the new format. And towards yeah. the end of the game, it gets more competitive. I think the argument is the game that less resembles the actual sport itself is the Pro Bowl sure. of all the major sports. Yeah. So I get it, but... Anybody got real problems? I mean, why are people no. complaining about this? It's not that big a deal. It's kind of one of those things where it's like if if you're going to watch it, watch it. 
if you don't want to watch Deion it, Deion Sanders had it. some comments about it. I saw that. Did he? Yeah. He Who was pretty, it? Deion Sanders. Oh, okay. Yeah, he pretty much commented saying that. I mean, I kind of guess paraphrase. Pretty much that you know it used to be a badge of honor to go and compete and show why you were the best, and now it's not that way. So. Mm. Whatever. It's a different time. Different different time period, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Cowboys did have some guys show out. Micah Parsons there, Trayvon Diggs, mm. C.D. Lamb. You mentioned his stat line. I thought the Cowboys kind of stole the show, and, of course, nobody really cares unless you win playoff games to this certain extent. But, uh, I mean, Trayvon Diggs won the, the catching contest, like the, the skills contest, and then Micah Parsons winning the race against Tyree Kill, who went probably 70%. But everybody else in that race went well. <laughs> so how about that from Micah Parsons showing off the speed a little bit? He beat his teammate. I think that was beat probably. Trayvon. But, I mean, I'll be honest with you, those guys were all chilling. I missed the time. Who was that they used to run? Uh, he used to play for Washington back in the day. Super fast. Green? Darryl Green. Daryl Green. Green. That boy had wheels. I used to love watching that part of the competition in the Pro Bowl. Willie yeah. Galt, Daryl Green races used to be off the chain. Bruh. Fastest man in the NFL. Those are those are the days. I mean, and that was a real race. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. That yeah. was they no would doubt. race at the Pro Bowl? Oh yeah. yeah. Like it was a, it was like it was going down. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they used to have the NFL Playground fastest stuff. man deal like every year. It was yeah. uh, uh. Uh, I don't know that, that it was on NBC. I just remember seeing guys always running it. But, you know, it's look, man, we live in that, that world of memes. And one of my favorite memes is when you see it's like a it's like they're, they're at a dog park or, or dog races. And there's a cheetah sitting in the box <laughs> and the cheetah's just like sitting there watching the dogs run. And it's like, come on, know your worth or so, whatever the meme, the <laughs> caption is over the front. That's what I thought about Tariq Hill not running in this because, well, you know, he's a track guy. Yeah. And there's no way. And Michael Parsons, let me just say this. Freak athlete, the I mean, Trayvon Diggs ran for real. Chubb, Chubb ran, ran for, for real. real. Yep. And Chubb they got legit digging. smoke. That's yeah. scary. That Chubb, was legit. Chubb's digging. Yeah, he was That was the only person who looked like he just really <laughs> cared about this race. But either way, with Tariq Hill, I just, nah. Hill backed off. But the fact that it was Chubb, I mean, Chubb was one of the more electrifying running backs, the the long runs, the the, the explosive He's plays. He's a running back in the NFL. You would expect him to yeah. be able to run away from, from a, a line linebacker. He's an edge rusher? He's a nine or maybe even a 40 millimeter, but, you know, but. <laughs> not a bazooka. Not a bazooka. <laughs> I, I do think it was funny when they were interviewing them pre-race, mm-hmm. and the um, uh, Lisa Salter, I believe, was doing the interview, and yeah. and she was saying that their forty times were so close, and then you know Parsons kind of looked over at Chubb's like, "What was your forty time?" And he's like, oh, "I was a," and, and she's like, oh, "He was a four or five something," and, and and Parsons kind of looked over him like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I got I'll this. Go, I'm gonna smoke you. Yeah. It was done. <laughs> By that point forward, he already knew. So that was interesting. A lot of fun to to see that happen. No. Um, man, and I, it's funny. I was watching a, a going back to memes. There was a video I saw on the internet this week. It was like a javelin test. Yeah, I love from, those. <clears throat> yeah. From the military. <laughs> Boom! Just yep. shot a rocket out, and it just came right Love back down. Javelins. It was so cool looking, and it, I, the first thing I thought of was, "Oh, there's Micah Parsons!" Yeah. Whoop! Yeah. Bow! Right in the backfield. Sick. I mean, what if? I, just like I said, freak athlete. His his, I mean, rookie year. Maybe we won't see see anything like this, or we've seen something like it before. But in this time. I'm just excited about what he can do in his second season, especially with the type of rookie output mm. uh, that he had. So it's thinking about him getting bigger, faster, stronger. For for rookies, obviously, you just you want these guys to just stay dedicated to their craft and not, you know, the offseason takes on a life all on its own. But rebuilding around that kind of talent, just seeing what he did, I was just like, man, this is – 
he's ours, and we're going to have him for a very long time. So I just love that we have that kind of freaky athleticism on our team. Did you see them do the redraft on – it was either NFL or ESPN.com. Yeah, he's much higher. Much higher. I think he was wearing a Falcons jersey, I believe, yeah. at number four Four-er. overall. Instead of Kyle Pitts. Yeah. yeah. So get him at number 12. Mm. Not bad. Not, Not bad, bad at all. If you guys Four were more betting men, would you guys bet, A, that he would have a better season than he had his rookie year going into his second year? Man, I'm I'm going to say hard to match. I'm going to say yes, and the reason I'm going to say yes is because now he has an opportunity to sharpen his skill set from an edge rusher standpoint. I think we saw he was just a, what wrong. he did. He was just raw, you know. He was Eddie just Murphy. out there. He was just out there balling, you know, all on his own. So I think he becomes a lot better uh, at that. And I think Dan Quinn now, uh, with him being back, also gives him a lot more uh, to to scheme around yeah. because of his skill set. I don't think they even recognized what they had until they got him in here, and then things started mm-hmm. to change. I you yeah. hit the nail right on the head. Dan Quinn being back gives that an opportunity to happen Mm -hmm. and even if there is a slight drop off you're fine he doesn't have to be oh no no just 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 he doesn't have to hit that number to be a successful player in the nfl he doesn't have to be a first team all pro to be an impact player but you're right with it being so raw and unchiseled and and so just pure talent there is an opportunity to to take that next step with Dan Quinn in an entire offseason. You know, at least based off of what he said throughout his rookie season, he has the work ethic, he mm-hmm. has the want, the drive, the hunger as the lion to jump to the next level, which if you look at some of the guys that he was compared to, TJ Watt, you've got Miles Garrett Jeez. in that category, they had seasons that statistically were better than Micah Parsons, but now Micah Parsons can do that in year two. That's, I mean, in my opinion... It's the most exciting thing that came out of 2021, mm-hmm. by far, for the future anyways, mm-hmm. was the fact that you have Micah Parsons as a core member cool. of that defense. Even with what Trayvon Diggs did, Micah Parsons was still the most exciting part. Do you agree with that, Rob? Yeah, I would. Um, and we'll find out Thursday night if he's the NFL Rookie of the Year defensively. I would be shocked if he's not. He's all, You mentioned T.J. Watt. He's probably the favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. Sure. But... Um, Mike is right in that conversation. And, you know, the one thing Mike McCarthy said after the season was the challenge year two is that teams are going to find way to spend all offseason trying to scheme for you. But the the counter to that is that Micah can play all over the place and you never really know where he's coming from. So um, I'm with you guys. I, I think the what he has shown with his work ethic and he talked he has talked a lot about that. I expect him to be better for sure. Is there any worry around Micah Parsons and what he could bring next year? If there is some sort of drop off or something that teams could look at and say that might be where we could get you? No, none. No, nope. What is his biggest weakness? <clears throat> Lack of experience. Wow, that that's it. I mean, physically, there. I don't think that he has too many weaknesses. I mean, he's he's a solid height. He's a solid weight. He's explosive. He's powerful. Um, he's strong. I mean, I think it's just lack of experience. You know, I think what he lacked this year, whatever, if you want to say that he lacked anything, you know, he'll gain, obviously, with a full offseason. You know, to Heckman's point, he'll have opportunity to go back and watch film. He'll have opportunity to get with guys like D-Ware and other guys that are around the area that can get their hands on him and work with him on technique and work on those pass rushes. And then he'll be able to get with guys at the linebacker position, watch film with Dan Quinn for an entire offseason and, and get, get, so they can get be on the same accord and understand what they're both trying to do when certain calls are made. So I think once he gains that experience, and get that knowledge right, get that gets that dot back on his helmet and all those type of things that we talked about him getting removed, that pressure from him this year. I think he can be pretty doggone scary. 
No, and, and that's the that's the the one thing. I mean, we, and we're just critiquing something that's yeah. already really good. Sure. Um, I mean, I, and, and not with any solid proof. I, I know that his PFF grade on, on tackles was outstanding. So yeah. he's not missing many tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think a lot of teams thought at first that maybe because you know putting him at edge, you could run at him, and then he showed that he can obviously stack and and get guys mm-hmm. off. And so his ability to do those things kind of dissuaded the teams from saying, okay, that's not his weakness either. If I could just point to anything that he could possibly get better at, and that's in coverage. That's what people said coming out. Yeah. But then at the same time, when you see him cover a guy 50 yards down yes. the field, you're like, well, physically he can do anything. He can anything. Ta- you know. definitely do it. So, I mean, those are just some some that really things. I, and, like, again, I'm nitpicking, mm-hmm. and I and absolutely understand that I am. I'm just saying, like, as far as coverage is concerned, I think those were some of the drop-offs where we were having to use more of a safety look. And Curse wasn't bad in that uh, area as well. But, you know, so that teams are not able to scheme uh, the way that they did against him. Well, and that's what I'm asking is I want to nitpick. Because mm-hmm. there are so many things, and that's what teams are going to do all offseason long. They're going to look at it, and they're gonna be like, all right, so this guy doesn't look like he has a weakness, but we think he has one. This might be True. where we could do it. Is the run game one? Because I'm looking you, – you mentioned PFF grade, Tecma, and I, I, so I pulled him up. And, I mean, 90 overall, 93 pass rush, which is highest in the NFL, I believe, or at least right there. Coverage grade was a good solid 69, almost close to 70. His run defense, though, is where his his grade was low. And I, I there's a couple times on film where he kind of gets washed out whenever he tries to kind of work against offensive linemen in the zone blocking schemes and the run schemes. But uh, is that something that he could learn <laughs> just by having study. reps? That's film study. That's out. That's film study. Once once he gains an understanding again, once he sits down with Dan Quinn for an entire offseason and understands what the guys in front of him are doing, right? Mm-hmm. What is what is the responsibilities of a defense alignment? What gap are they supposed to be responsible for? What are they trying to do to the offensive alignment? Who are they freeing up? Where's the the best place to attack, you know, when these guys are flowing? Once he understands how those things, the logistics of that works, then he'll be half a step faster than he was this year and he won't get washed out like he had been. Even Ray Lewis, some of the best linebackers in the league, that's one of the things that they have Kept to figure out. They have to anchor themselves and not get caught up in the wash. But I'm telling you, Man, anytime you got a 6'5, 305 pound man barreling down on you and you're going the wrong direction, it's hard to change direction. Yeah. And we saw that from Leighton Vanderess yep. and, and Jalen uh, when they were early years. I wonder though, could he end up being full time edge rusher? Though? I was about to ask that question. D- depending, depending on who comes back? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a chance you don't have either Randy Gregory or Demarcus Lawrence or one of the other. I mean, there's a good chance that one of those guys will be gone, if not both. How, how many times have we argued about this? As I'm saying this, I'm like, we're going right back to it. They're going to drag us right back to this. Um, I knew, Happy yeah. offseason. Right. We just need to build like a show around it. No. Just, just, I mean, that's what hours, talking Cowboys. You know what? But you know what? The whole season, after watching him, and, and saying that, look, he needs to be at edge and seeing the deficiencies that mm-hmm. we had in the middle. And that's why the draft show talking about linebackers is so important mm-hmm. uh, because we're going to need to get a solid run stopper in here, you know, a couple, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, you just you just recognize that mm-hmm. those are some of his strengths. I don't think that he's going to be one of those guys that you pigeonhole into one or the, uh, the other. He's a weapon on your defense, and you should use him yep. as such. So Dan Quinn, whom, whatever defensive coordinator is in here that's coaching him, is going to understand that he is a special talent that you should use as that Swiss Army knife. 
Agreed. I, I just I'm laughing because I'm going all the way back to week three and four of the season where it was pass rusher linebacker debate. Which one is he? Which one is he better at? And his play consistently throughout the season just negated all of that. He took it all away because now it's not linebacker or pass rusher. It's just play defense, dude. Yeah, just play ball. I didn't mean to see ball. That. No, it was great. But, but like. To your point, Heck, who are the linebackers next year? Jabril. Jabril Cox coming back. That's the only one that's under contract, Van, right? Van Der Esch is a free agent. Keanu Neal is a free agent. Bingo. Francis yeah. Bernard's been hurt, but Luke he's Gifford. not in. So even if Micah is back at linebacker, at least most of the time, part of the time, they're going to have to address that spot. Do you think Curse comes back now that Dan Quinn stayed? I think there's a chance he's back Ooh. for sure. I sure hope he does. Yeah. I sure hope he does. If we're doing those top, are we doing top three later? Yeah, we are. Okay, yeah. Yep. He'd be on my list. Okay. We're going to talk about it oh. coming up in a little bit. Let's take our first break. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, what is the coaching staff expectation going to be like? Because there are not only Dan Quinn coming back, but it looks like Kellen Moore will be back in the offensive coordinator seat. What kind of expectations are set there and kind of reactions to what Jerry Jones said down in Mobile last week when we come back with Talking Cowboys? There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United, United Ag, Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Head to AT&T Stadium March 5th and 6th for the legendary Western Weekend featuring the 2022 PBR Global Cup USA and the American Rodeo. Don't miss this fun-filled weekend capped off with a performance by Grammy Award-winning superstars Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Get get your tickets at SeatGeek.com and the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. That's SeatGeek.com. 
Love when is it? it. What's that date again? March 5th and 6th. I'm in there. That's a lot going on. I'm man. trying to That's be awesome. there. Tim McGraw, Faith Hill as yeah. music artist, and then you got the whole rodeo side yeah. of it as well. Yeah, That's awesome. the music. I just want to see the doggone animals. Yeah. Yeah. Those bulls are, those things are humongous. You need, yes. to, you need to do film study for your metaphors all next year. Because oh, I know yeah, it's yeah, going to come notes, up baby. at some point. Oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> I'm scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No. Gotcha. <laughs> That's awesome. But, <laughs> I think we're going to the rodeo this weekend, matter of fact. Are you? Yeah. Kids like that? it? I love the rodeo. Yeah, the kids love kids it. Get yeah, out. a little yeah, Yellowstone action. Love it. Mm. There's also a big fight happening at AT&T Stadium as well coming up. Just announced. This was like Seconds 10 minutes ago. ago. Yeah, this is like 10 minutes okay. ago that this happened. Uh, Spence Jr. is fighting. Errol Spence? Yes. DeSoto? Uh, yeah, premier boxing champions at AT&T Stadium. I don't want to say his name wrong. What is that name? Ugas. It's Ugas. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't. I don't but, either. It's for the but, title. Uh, yeah, title uh, fight. Yeah, he has unified to fight. world welterweight championship. Yeah, he has to fight. He hasn't fought in forever. Is. So there you go. So that's happening at AT and T Stadium, Ugas. April sixteenth. I hope it's how you say his name. I'm not a fighting guy, just as you can tell. But oh, did it good. Um, <clears throat> okay, this is from down in Mobile last week. We had a chance to catch up with Jerry Jones. He says this. Okay. He's certainly qualified. He's very qualified. Yes, I would consider if I didn't have a head coach, I would have been interviewing him for head coach. Talking, of course, about defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, who is making his way back to Dallas, was passed up by a couple of jobs and ultimately made the decision to stay put, maybe because of some of the talking and the conversations between him and the Jones family moving forward. Cowboys fans certainly happy to have Dan Quinn back in the fold, but is this something that is going to be a problem going into the season? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's my biggest thing. He said it. I mean, that was word for that, word. I was so surprised that that came out of his mouth. He said it on camera too. I mean, because I just imagine Coach McCarthy's face as he's hearing that. Hmm. He, just imagine Coach McCarthy was smiling and he's just listening to that whole thread that, that Mr. Jones said, and just his to, face just changes like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing about it, though, is Jerry's 100% right in saying that. You knew that, right? Everybody knows Dan Quinn is a great coach, and he's qualified, very qualified even. Not talking about that part. To be a head coach. I know. It's the second sentence that really (laughs) is the the one that hits. Is that just him putting pressure where pressure needs to be put? No, because there was was another portion of that that you didn't mention where he said he knows that he's not going to be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. One day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forever. One day. Yeah. yeah. But he's referring to Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn when he was referring to that. So I'm like, so, yeah. Next man up. So when is one day? <laughs> yeah, when is one day? I mean, that, that that's hurtful. It is. It's tough. How much older is McCarthy than Dan Quinn? They're about mm, the same age. Yeah, I was about to say. Oh, okay. Mid, mid-50s. Oh. I can look it up. But yeah. So when you make that comment, that's look over your shoulder time. <laughs> That's exactly what that 100% is. Hundred percent is. I mean, look. I'll, just wondering. Just wondering. I mean, I, I, there's not a twenty or thirty year age gap there. No. As if somebody's going to get phased out. You know, they're going to father yeah, time's like, going to beat them. It's not Bill Belichick and yeah. or Josh McDaniel or or when Bill Parcells was here and they wanted to keep Sean Payton and gave him a raise in 05, and Bill was sixties with history of some health problems. I mean, sure. that was, that was Here's some marriage advice. Never over-compliment <laughs> another woman in front of your wife. Mm. Don't ever do that. Never do it. You will hear about that He's on been, your way home. He has been <laughs> lighting up McCarthy this offseason. In these past four weeks. Yeah, he's, the, he's not happy. He's been lighting him up. 
I mean, he left them on a string. He ne- he didn't come out and say blatantly that he was coming back until until what Dan Quinn said he was coming back. Yeah, and then right? he said that was that was calculated because they were working together to get Dan back. They wanted oh, yeah. other teams to think that Dan could have been hired yeah, here to yeah. be head coach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but so, that he wasn't leaving him twisting in the wind. Yeah, no. But he was he was hanging in the wind. He was hanging on the last little limb right there, waiting. Is it deservedly so for Coach Mike McCarthy, going from first year to second year? Great question. Is it? It does he deserve it? I mean, obviously this is a cutthroat business. All coaches get fired with, with anticipating being fired, uh, but the pressure that he's under and everything. I, that's I feel as if if Double J would have stopped. What did you were just left it at just leaving as a leaving him as a cliffhanger, you know, just hey, are you coming back type of deal? Like not standing behind him and saying, Hey, that's our guy coming back. Like he did that, right? He waited a couple weeks on that. Just let McCarthy just kind of hang there in the wind by himself. I think if he would have ended it right there, I think that would have been, hey, okay, points proven. All right, I, I get it. I like okay, I got I gotta bring it next sure. year. But when he doubled down with that comment, I said, Oh, that's just hurtful. <laughs> that just hurts. Because now you gotta go into meeting. You're his boss. And he pretty much knows. And the reason why, I remember when I was here, my second year, and Wade Phillips was the head coach, and there was some dude by the name of Jason Garrett who was the offensive coordinator, but he had got such a pay raise. He had got pay raise as such where he was pretty much had the same power financially. Right? It seemed as if he was the head coach as well. And I remember those power those power pulls, those power struggles in, in team – team uh, operations where we would be doing a walkthrough and the defense would be on one side and the offense would be on one side and, and then Coach Phillips would finish you know, with the defense walkthrough and be like, he would look down and say, hey, hey, Jason, wrap it up. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be done in a minute. And I, everybody would stand there and be like, oh, oh. crap. Like, yeah. who's the head coach right that, now? That was the year after like Jason turned down a couple opportunities to mm-hmm. come back. That was a little bit of a unique situation, though, just because he was hired. Jason Garrett was hired before – Wade Phillips was hired. Mm-hmm. He was brought in in an unspecified assistant role, turned out to be the OC, before Wade Phillips was the head coach. But, but and that, everybody knew at some point Jason Garrett was going to be here. It's, you see, and head I feel coach. like the only reason why that feeling well, – there was multiple reasons, right? There was the because of the pay raise, yeah. because he had turned down the opportunities – Right, and then the fact that there was that age, there was that age gap, right? But there's no age gap there. Eight if, years, if you, by the way. That's okay. It's 58 to 51. <clears throat> there Quinn, you go. Quinn is 51. McCarthy's 58. There you go. See, but now I feel like there's not that large of an age age gap, but it feels very similar to that transition of power. It really does. As I look at it from the outside in, I'm like, this feels like Wade Phillips, okay. Jason Garrett. Go with Sorry, go ahead, Heck. No, no, I, it just the the power struggle set up is already something that's going to undermine. Mike McCarthy from what you're saying. 100%. And if you and if you can see this from sitting here, when you go into OTAs, when you go into two a days, when you're going into when, when there's a struggle, how do you dictate from a, from a leadership standpoint, hey, this is what we want to do to players that already know your seat is so hot. You know, how effective do you become? We're like my kids say, we're going to go to, I'm going to go ask mom. <laughs> you know? So much of it is, is I'm not cutting your legs out. Oh you know? So much of it is dependent on Dan Quinn and how he handles it. Right. And, I, and knowing Dan Quinn, he's going to handle it like a, like a champ. Right? He's going to handle it like a champ. 
JG didn't necessarily handle it that way, right? Mm-hmm. But but I, I knowing Dan Quinn personally, he is not. It won't be any issues. He's not going to cause any internal issues for Coach McCarthy. He's okay. not going to cause those those little minute little situations where everybody has to look side to side and figure out who's in charge. He's going to make sure that everybody knows McCarthy's in charge. Yep. I'm here playing my position, but. I feel as if those two situations, leaving them on a cliffhanger and then doubling down with those comments, leaves everybody now looking like, bro, like you're really not in charge. No. And the thing is, is he put them on different levels. He put them on different standing zones because if he wanted to really say we're a united team going to the same goal, it's okay, McCarthy and Quinn are succeeding together or they're not succeeding together. Instead, it was, well, if McCarthy doesn't succeed, there is a guy here that could probably get the job done. That was the biggest thing that stood out to me. (laughs) Additionally, if you take all of this away, you take that star off the wall. You take the stars off the jackets in which we're wearing. You take all of it away. You're not talking about the Dallas Cowboys. You can talk about any other team in the NFL, maybe with the exception of the Patriots and Bill Belichick. A six-win improvement going from 6-10 and Straight to twelve and five, winning the division, even with a playoff loss. Gucci, everyone's happy, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's great. Everybody's fist pumped. They're like, okay, we've got a chance here. We've got a future. We've got a talented quarterback. Mm-hmm. We've got an offensive mindset with all these weapons. That hey, we've got some success. And oh my goodness, our defense looked like they had the biggest improvement out of any unit in the NFL last year. There's a lot of positives that are being buried by the frustration of this organization, which is fair. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the the, the frustration, because I have it too. There's frustration in the fact that it's the same old, same old Groundhog Day. You don't have that playoff success. But there's still something that McCarthy did right to go from 6-10 and 10 to make it into a 12-5 and 5 and ultimately make it into the playoffs with no questions asked. We got to week five of the year. We knew this was a playoff team immediately. You just knew that there was a chance for it to be different. And ultimately, the fact that it wasn't was the reason why people are upset with his head coaching job right now. One reason why Jerry's so pissed off about the way the season ended was how healthy they were. Like, that's a gift. Everything was set up for success. That's a gift from the football gods to be relatively healthy at Mm -hmm. that point in the season and to come out and not play well at all until, you know, yeah, you fought back, but 49ers were the better team on the road. Only road team to win in the first round of the playoffs. There's a part of me that is kind of wants to rebut a little bit of this. and Because, look, if he wanted to, why why didn't he just make Dan Quinn the head coach? Make the move. And he didn't do it. And so, I don't know. I've, I've been around covering Jerry long enough. I, sometimes I think, sometimes maybe Jerry's just talking, you know? And some of it is like, in a way, he's, he's kind of propping up the staff and talking about how this is, a, this is an organization where guys want to stay and, and continue building their resume. And, and we've got a great staff. We're going to build on that. I mean, he did talk the week before about how he and Mike and Dan, he and Mike were working together to bring back Dan Quinn. So it is a little bit of a different messaging. I think we all can agree that Mike and the staff they're under pressure this season. I mean, and what's interesting about it is this this team's going to be different. This team may not be as talented, may not be as deep, probably a tougher schedule on paper. But I don't think Jerry cares about that. Nope. I think Jerry looks at it like I'm I've got a, a franchise quarterback that I'm paying 100 what is it 60 million bucks. Yeah, I, you know we've got. Two of the best young defensive players on defense. We got a great staff. Like he expects to win, and Mike is in charge of that. And there's, I mean, there's, the frustration has been building, uh, and you, you've seen it 
slowly but surely, or, or surely over the <laughs> over the the course of the offensive slumps and just the the interviews were just leading up uh, to that. And 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 just going kind of away from Dan Quinn, even I think it was back to something that Stephen Jones said about uh, bringing back Kellen Moore, or Kellen Moore possibly leaving. Uh, that you know Mike McCarthy's called offenses plays called the plays his, his whole career so let's not think of this guy as a you know a lame he can call the plays he's done it at a championship level so to have the whole staff back um, I think that looking for I guess we're, we're trying to dissect the words to say what they mean I think for this team to have all of their coaches coaching back should be a good thing even if your physical team, the numbers, those guys are not going to be here. I think Dan Quinn knows the kind of players that he is looking for, and he built this roster on the other side with bringing in those free agents. I think he can go back and do it again. And the advantage that he has over other coaches that he's been the head coach, and he scouted a lot of these guys. So he knows them. Um, I think for Kellen Moore, I think a year, another year with Dak and understanding, look, how do we not have a lull in our season the way that we did offensively is going to bode well for him. So just all the lip service and everything that's gone on. I think we can dive through the minutia of it, but seriously, it's a good thing for us to have all of our coaches back. It's a great thing, honestly. And <laughs> keeping one thing out there that we haven't talked about is, is Kellen Moore not hired for that Miami job that he was a finalist for. A lot of Cowboys Nation was excited for the fact to maybe see something new on the offensive <laughs> side in terms of the coaching God, staff. What a change in people's like opinions. one in, in year. A, in a t- w- couple months? Yeah, that's also fair. Yeah. I mean, from the number standpoint, do you guys not agree that having Kellen Moore back is is uh, a good thing? I, you? I, I, it's an interesting discussion because it kind of goes back to not only Kellen's the job he did, but just the offense as a whole. If you look at the stats, you're like, man, number one in total yardage, number one in scoring. Oh, my gosh. All, that's this, all this talent. The eye test showed it wasn't as good down the stretch. It just wasn't. So, <laughs> Maury. So, so that being said, I mean, Kellen Moore is 33 years old, and he does he does have a lot of great ideas. Yeah. I think to say he can't get better as a play caller, I think is is wrong to say that. To say that he can improve and needs to improve, I think that's definitely something uh, that they need to look at. There's things they got to tweak offensively. This was his third season as the offensive coordinator. Yes, going into his fourth season now. That's the thing; he doesn't have a lot of experience as a coach. Period. This is his I fifth mean, year as a coach. Period. Yes, he was so, a quarterbacks coach for what a year? One year. Then he was the yeah. offensive coordinator. So uh, that's that could be encouraging, but I think there's a level of frustration as well with Kellen specifically because the ceiling was there, but then as soon as you went up against the coaching staff that had either a talented coordinator or a, just a talented defense in general, Kellen Moore didn't have an answer. And that's what ultimately happened in the playoff game. You got into the 49ers game, and Kyle Shanahan's defense was there ready to roll. And it also happened in the Cardinals game. And it also happened in the the Raiders game. And it also happened in the Chiefs game. Every time you went up against a talented defense, you were outcoached and outplayed. And that's something that I think Cowboys Nation wanted to see improved upon, whether that was by a veteran offensive coordinator coming in here or Kellen Moore needs to take that next step. So I think there's extra pressure on him to do so as well. Well, I mean... And I don't know, like, do you believe that the pet peeve is is that he did not find the mismatches 
on for from his offense to defense. I mean, there are several pet peeves Didn't out there. Didn't utilize but that, the weapons. Exactly. Yeah. Just not utilizing the weapons and not taking advantage of, of the mismatches that are. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of pet peeves, you know, to your point. I think that one that stands out for me is just his, his lack there of ability or willingness to get his weapons the ball. There's just zero excuse to have a roster that's stacked offensively to not get your guys the ball because there's teams that are doing doing a lot more with a lot less in terms of playmaking ability at that point of the season. Uh, but you know, to to be fair, you know, I think Kellen Moore has a bright future. I really do. I don't foresee him as a head coach at this point in time in his career. Mm-hmm. That's why I mentioned not an, and even though he was doing interviews, I didn't think there was a chance he was leaving. But <clears throat> I think that he has a lot of growth left as offensive coordinator. He's obviously done a, a great job to date. But there's still some gaping holes. Connor Williams has more playing experience in years than Connor, than, than he does. Kellen Moore does as coaching. So look at it from that perspective. He's still very young, very young as a coach. He's going up against guys that have been coaching for 20 plus years, you know, with the experience. So he has a lot of growth, and I think he will get better. He will get better in the red zone. He will get better with utilizing his guys. He will get better with, um, you know, with being diverse throughout the whole season instead of emptying his bag early on because he's so excited, like most kids do, right? Most kids get all their toys, and what do they want to do? They uh, put them all out, and I play with them, and then mm-hmm. the excitement's gone. That's what he just did. He had a whole bunch of toys that he had, you know, offensively, and he poured it all out, and he played with them in the first half of the season, then the second half was just like... I don't know what to do now. Yeah. You know, so that's what he did. So that's maturity. That's and that's all going to come with growth. I think he's going to be perfectly fine. I think he's going. This offense is going to be amazing again, regardless of who leaves or who comes. Because there's going to be a lot of that too coming up that yep. we probably going to have to address. Uh, but I think he'll find a way. Now, just to add to your point before we go to our second break, but look at the two teams in the Super Bowl right now. Uh, you would you would agree <laughs> that the weapons for Cincinnati, Jamar Chase, Higgins, right? Yeah. 19 total combined targets in that AFC championship game against Kansas City. And by the way, Kansas City, 21 combined targets between Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, more so than the entire rest of the roster combined. L.A. in the Super Bowl, 25 targets for Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr.? 25 between the two out of 45 total passes. And you know where the ball's going. It's going right to Cooper Cup, and he has 11 receptions and 142 yards. Yeah. And then instead it was Dalton Schultz, Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown on a couple of occasions. It's funny you said that because every time I try to, like, explain what happened to this offense, I just see that bright it bright orange in my face and it's, mm-hmm. it's the Cincinnati Bengals it's the Jerks. Fact, yeah the, well like you just said they find a way to get Jamar Chase the ball they couldn't run the ball against Kansas City nope didn't matter I've been, I've been yeah. I'm talking about this running game they got to get it going LA didn't, didn't run against San Francisco but they still found a way to get the ball to Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. Jordan. Odell Beckham Jr. hadn't had a hundred yard receiving game since what 2019 or something like that Joe Burrow does not have an offensive line that's top in the league and he's still finding a way now maybe they're a huge aberration like I still think those are reasons why the offense struggled from a personnel standpoint they could be the exception not the rule but but. Kellen Moore as a play caller you the best play callers find a way to mask those those deficiencies and I think Mike McCarthy too like part of his evaluation I'm sure like he's he is the head coach and he delegates to his coordinators He's offensive-minded. He has been a play caller for years and years and years. And I don't know how, how involved he is with, with Kellen. I think he gives him a ton of autonomy. Maybe he needs to be a little more uh, in, you know, involved in that. 
in, in, in some of these adjustments and stuff. I'm just spitballing here, but I think that's part of something maybe Mike can do more mm-hmm. next year, especially to try to solve some of the, the adjustments that defense were making towards them down the stretch. And what we're going to do here when we come back on the other side of the break is we're going to try and fix what is a couple of holes in the roster. Who are your top three wish list guys to have back for the Cowboys in 2022? We'll talk about it when we come back right after this. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. We're turning your living room into your office and your gym. We're teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor here on Talking Cowboys. That was beautiful. The touch is like his fingers have ball bearings. It's just ball ball bearings. Yeah, My man got the Armani exchanges. Ooh. Um, Is that a sponsor? No. Essilor's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Essilor is the sponsor, and we love our friends. We do. Over at Essilor. Nice, Kyle. Thanks, man. These are my favorite glasses I've ever had. I've said that. On on air, I say it off air. I freaking love these. Are you glasses. gonna get some custom Essilors made for your wedding? Ooh, Essilor, can we make that happen? Can we make that happen? Wedding glasses. Wedding glasses. I'll make it happen. I, I'll wear them. They'd by be Kyle. awesome. Are you kidding me? Wedding glasses by oh, you. Oh, phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> Rob Phillips, by Isaiah Stanback, Heckman Harrison, <laughs> the human edition. Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeoman. <laughs> Man, that's going to be a fun wedding. You yeah, it's going to be turnt, man. Can I at least just Y'all come to the – can I be a wedding crasher that day? You will be there. Stop it. You, you will have an yes, invite. I'll good. give it – I'll even give them to you on air. It'll be a whole thing. It'll be a great day. Just just start building the legendary stories now so that way it completely like lives up to the <laughs> oh, dude, expectations. This is going to be freaking so. awesome. Just have a buddy. 
just you and Barry and no returning up. Just Trust me, if you let me up. in the building, it's on <laughs> like Donkey Kong. Oh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be. A we blast. have to turn up for Nate. Nate has a big event this yes, uh, this he summer does. too. When is that coming? Is June. it June? It's in June. June. Inducted into. I've been avoiding Atlanta, but I have to go to Atlanta for that yeah. one. Yeah. Black College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, man. Awesome Donald, I didn't know Donald Driver was in it this year yeah. too. Yeah, they've got a good D. class this year. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm glad Nate's doing it. Of course, out of FAMU. FAMU. Florida A&M, baby. Awesome. All right, let's talk about this. Top three guys Mm. that you want to see back on the Cowboys this year Mm. that are expiring contracts. Rob, could you run down a list of guys that are not necessarily under contract heading into 2022? How much time we got? We got nine minutes left. (laughs) All right. uh, Corey Clement, Noah Brown, Michael Gallup, Malik Turner, Cedric Wilson, Dalton Schultz, Jeremy Sprinkle, Ty Secchi, Connor Williams, Dorrance Armstrong, Randy Gregory, Justin Hamilton, Brent Urban, Carlos Watkins, Keanu Neal, Leighton Vander Esch, Maurice Kennedy, Malik Hooker, DeMonte Casey, J. Ron Curse, Brian Anger, and Jake McQuaid. And I'm going to oh, add yeah. Amari Cooper <clears throat> and Demarcus Lawrence to that list as well. Throw them in there. They're both in that list at the same time. Just because there are rumors out there doesn't mean there's anything grounded in those rumors. But since they're out there, I want to throw that out there as well. So basically from this point, you have three names out of that list that you need to give me, including Demarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper. And you've got to keep three guys out of that. That's it. That's all you get. (laughs) Okay. We'll start with you. I got two. Uh, I'm going with Brian Anger, Mm. number one. Michael Gallup, number two. The punter is number one? Absolutely. Dude, okay. he was a weapon. I know Absolutely. he was. But Absolutely. One of the best players on the team. Still a punter. One of the best players on the team this year. Okay. Uh, and then for number three. Dang it, man. Kersey? <laughs> so I now you've got I it. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going Kersey or people are going to hate me. Urban. Wow. Run D. Yeah. Big body in the middle. Big body in the middle. I, we, missed him. There. we missed him this year. I, I agree. We missed him a lot. So you just cut Amari Cooper. I did not and cut Amari Cooper. No, but I'm saying in, in order of importance. Okay. In order well, of importance. Well, now, okay. do we need Coop? Absolutely, we need Coop. Do we need D Law? I think we can do do without D Law for that for what he's getting paid. Okay. I I, I do believe that. I, I think I, I do think he's a huge contributor to this team. You know, obviously as a leader and effort and all that jazz. But I don't think that his performance yields what he's getting paid. So I think that you can find somebody else to do what he does. But wouldn't it, the same thing be applied to Cooper if the offense Cooper, isn't? I feel isn't, like Cooper's a more dominant player when the opportunities are presented to him. But if the play caller isn't, if he, he has to figure that out. <laughs> Right, but D Law doesn't need a play caller to make plays. Mm. Gotcha. Those guys are a little different though, because you don't have to touch, you don't do anything with their contract. I mean, you could try to, you know, restructure a deal or something, but they're under contract. Yeah, these guys, you have to find a way to make money and bring them back. Sure, find money and bring them back. I just think you're crazy. I'm not gonna lie. That's fine. Putting Brian Anger up at the top. Brian Anger. He's in my top three. He was a great player, but the top player on that list. Brian Anger is one of the most important players on this team. Give me Jaron Curse, Randy Gregory, and Amari Cooper. If we're going to throw Cooper sure. in there, those are my three. Okay. I had anger not including Cooper or Tank, but okay. as part of this conversation. Sure. But, but, I mean, the problem with that is, like, to your point, they're 
if the if the new league year started today, they'd be over the cap, and and that's just with the guys that are under contract for 2022. And there's <laughs> no draft. not a ton of guys. Yeah, no draft, which is like 10 million of your cap. So they have to find room. I just are you a better team by cutting Amari Cooper? I just no. I don't. No. I, that's I, not I don't, his fault. I don't man. see it. I, I don't. I don't see it. Um, but again. Where's the money coming from? That that's the question. And yeah, you're going to restructure Dak's deal. That was part of that's a planned, but um, they're going to have to find some money somewhere. So to your point, it's not crazy to talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know, is there anything? And I, I, I promise we're going to get to you. Real well, quick. I mean, I guess if we're including those guys, I'd have to include Mari in there. Um, so I would say Mari, Randy, and and I bring back Ron Curse if I can. How much is there supposed to be a jump in the cap? Do you know expected, uh, or is it supposed to say relatively similar? It's no, it's up way up from last year. It's okay. like two oh eight, something like that. Okay, double check. So it. a decent bump that could potentially help, but even then, you can't really necessarily do anything until the tag deadline, March eighth, March fourteenth. Who you got, Heck? Man, I'm going to go Hooker because we haven't had a free safety around here in a very long time, so I'm going to try and keep him. Okay. Um, I am definitely doing everything that I can to. Hooker would be a discount double check too. Exactly. Be a, I mean, we, we need our free safeties. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to go into the draft looking for one as well. But yep. I'm just saying, uh, Hooker, I, I'm definitely wanting to keep. Oh man, this is Curse. Uh, that's uh, he's high up there. I should have said started with Curse because he's mm-hmm. higher up there uh, for me. So Curse, Hooker, and I got to keep an edge. So I'm, I'm going to go with Randy Gregory. Okay. Um, if we're gonna, especially if we're gonna, if we're even thinking about letting Tank go, we've got to keep. So, Randy. do you think Amari Cooper's replaceable, or is that just a, a cap casualty that you got to live with at some point? The way that I look at it is that we're not using Amari Cooper. He hasn't. Yeah. I mean, and, and then when we have, or and then we're now we're getting into health and all of those things, and it just seems to be, can we get put him in a situation uh, to where he becomes that thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred yard receiver? And I don't think that Kellen Moore is going to use him that way, and people are just going to be pissed off uh, about the way that we use him. I think that defensive defenses have figured out a way to bracket him, and Dak will not even look in his direction. And if we're going to go back to that another year, I just don't want to see us waste that asset the other side of that too is um to piggyback on that is sometimes you have to make those decisions with the cap and you draft when you draft cd lamb 17th overall like part of the trajectory is there is that cd lamb's a a, a one yep he's a one receiver at some by the third year in his his career so well i mean i'm just saying if they were to make that decision that would be part of the thinking of like well we have a number one on our team and that's that's what so, he that's what he's got to be in 2022. So do we all believe that Amari Cooper is worth his salary? He's just not being utilized. Yes, to I agree. take advantage. Yes. of Yes, I would. Yeah, 100. Yeah. Good. I'm on that Good. because you need to allow him to be that 20 million dollar a year receiver, and he's sitting on the shelf. It's like buying a Lambo and parking it in the garage or driving right? it in while, third. While you drive your yeah <laughs> or drive it yeah. <laughs> It's got a whole other gears, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just hate, I just hate that for him because I just hate that for him because he's capable and he wants it. Sure, but they're not giving it to him. No. So if you're gonna fire a man because he's not because you're unwilling to give him the ball. That that, that, that to me, like I'm not saying that. Obviously, I'm just projecting what may happen. But this in the conversation that you're that they're possibly looking at firing Amari Cooper because they are unwilling to give him the ball the way in which they told him they were going to give him the ball when they signed the contract. He's not being utilized. One thing here that just. 
blows. I mean, what, welcome to the NFL, people. What great receiver, <laughs> though, in the NFL was in a situation like that where he wasn't being utilized to a certain extent, and you're saying, give him the ball, give him the ball. Which big-time wide receiver ever said, oh, I just wish they would give me the ball and didn't go out and take it? That's my thing. Is he like? Is there a chance that he could step something up to mean? allow him to be utilized in a better way? Mm. Tio used to say, "That's what to I'm us saying." In the locker room, I can't throw it and catch it. Yeah, I know. There's, and, there's and a team it. aspect to that. Coop said it this year, but he didn't say it until like what week sixteen. Yeah, I mean, but that is that's not a that's a character. This thing. Is, that's this that's is him something. being respectful. That's I'm saying that's his way of being respectful. Yeah. So we can't come at a man and say, "Well, you're not being like you're not being like To. You're, you're not being like, like you're not being like <laughs> Odell Beckham. You're not being Which like this. You know, like so their personality differences. But in terms of his capability and his production, it is there. Nobody has questions about that. Yeah. Give him the doggone ball. I mean, who else are you giving the ball to? Think about how this offense changed once he came on, anyway. Sure. I mean, it was That's night and day uh, from where we were. And I think the one thing that worries me, and I just got to get this out, is do I see C.D. Lamb as a number one receiver? I, I think I, we've had those games, maybe Kansas City games, where him and Gallup were the only receivers we had, and we did the production. Just wasn't. No, I, I, yeah, I agree. Games. And like he was a thousand yard receiver, but I think he left plays on the field. Not, mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think it was as dominant as maybe we thought it would be when you watch him in training camp. I'm just saying, sometimes with roster building, you got to make those decisions. Time. You can't have everything. And hey, it's his time to step up. Okay. That's that's what you would have to do if you were to move on from a mark. Let's let's look at it this way: If you had to make a decision between having Coop back or D Law back, who are you picking? Coop. Coop. Yep. Easy. Yeah. Coop. As much as I hate and, either and, one and of those, and Tank means a lot to this yeah, defense. When as he's much out as there. I would hate both like, of that, and, and I think Coop means a lot to this offense. No, I, and I agree. Like yeah. the thing, the thing that they have to fix the most, I think, is the offense. And taking him off this team, I don't know how you're better. I, and and Michael Gallup, is he ready for the start of next season? I, I would love to have him back, but is he going to be healthy and ready to go from the ACL? Is Cedric Wilson going to get too much money from somebody else and gets a deal that everybody's like, wow? Wow, people really thought a lot about him. Yeah, you know. If so you, then, what's your receiver core look like? If you go out and you cut Amari Cooper, to me that says that you want to extend your potential winning window. Whereas if you keep Amari Cooper, that is win now. Let's win any way we possibly can, and we'll figure it out later. If you keep Amari Cooper, that's a conversation with Kellen Moore. Oh, it's got to be. It's yeah. it's conversation either he, way. I mean, I mean, I'm saying like that's that's a. It's Kellen Moore's the reason why he's not getting the ball. <laughs> Can yeah. we just say that blatantly? But if he's cut, I think they, they save $20 million. And for $20 million, you get you can get Cooper. You can get the guys that we're talking about, I mean, with that $20 million. So, I mean, yeah. there's one guy that you could bring in three. I mean, we're talking about salary cap problems, and this team isn't going to look the it's, same. So you're going to have to scientifically put things yes. in place like this. It's what the Saints are a good example last year. Coming off a big season – they didn't want to let go of some of the guys they let go, but they just they had to because they were yeah. so far over the cap. And look, the Cowboys can do other things. They can restructure a bunch of guys and kick the can down the road all damn day long if they want to. But at some point, you don't want to keep doing that. It's going to catch know. up to them yes. at some point. Not so. to every contract. All right, that's going to do it for us here this week on Talking Cowboys. We could talk about like this it. for two hours. We like 100% could. But we will try and do so again next week as we return back at Tuesday, 11 a.m. or 11.30 a.m. Central Time. For Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you next week on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!